Take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Amen. So as several of you may have just experienced, today is the day of our annual parish meeting. Sunday in the year when we try our best to sum up for one another what it means for us to be saints on and off this block. It's an almost impossible task, truth be told. In the age of 120 characters or less, what does it mean to be people who follow Jesus out onto the sidewalk and into our daily lives? And in so many and varied ways, this church community prepares the holy grounds of our lives to be a dwelling place for the living God. This is an incredibly active parish. Sometimes I'm astounded by how much happens here just in one day. Yet we know, don't we, that the character of what happens is different to the sum of its parts. Just as the disciples must have struggled to encapsulate all that it meant to experience the risen Jesus simply by relaying to one another their limited, specific encounters with Jesus one of which we've just heard this morning. We too can struggle to sum up all that this church community means to us, all that it means to you. For the first followers of Jesus, the experience of the risen Lord was an ongoing, ever-emerging presence, part of God's holy, unfinished business with the world. And we too are part of the succession of saints who have known that risen Lord, filling in our own part of a picture that this finite world never gets to fully complete. So given all these things, that God's revelation in the risen Christ is boundless, and that the life of this parish church is full to the brim, and offering something of a sense of who we are as a church on this annual meeting Sunday, I decided earlier this week to take inspiration from a preacher who answers her homiletical questions by sitting still. Her name is Lauren Winner, Episcopal priest and preaching guru from Duke Divinity, who a few years ago I heard share her practice that every now now and then she likes to go out and place herself somewhere in the everyday world for that context to then speak to her. For some reason, Lauren has an especial proclivity for Macy's. Something about the furniture section of the store seems to draw her in on a regular basis. And I guess the uh, customer service haven't figured it out yet. Well, I decided to go for something closer to our hearts and our home here at All Saints and place myself on the bench with Mary Magdalene, our newest resident in the All Saints Cemetery. Sculpture was dedicated last Sunday, and it's a beautiful addition to what is already a beautiful green space in the city. My hope was simple, that I would wait and watch and see what of our common life in this church community might come by. 
turns out that sitting there with Mary, placed as she is among the shrubs and flowering plants, is amazing what you can see. At first, it's what you would expect. The children over at Bright Horizons Daycare Center making merry in their playground. Tricycles, wood chips, things to explore and imagine and create. Looking the other way, West Peachtree was sauntering by, as it does. People with rolling suitcases, tourists, people heading to do business, some others heading to do trouble. And for some inexplicable reason, an Emory Police Department SUV was parked there for the best part of an hour. The birds were chirping. The trees speckled shadows on the path. And for a while, at least, I was lost in the beauty of Atlanta in springtime. And Pat Kiley didn't know where I was. <laughs> and then the first living story came by. For this church is home to hope. It was inevitable, dressed oddly as I was in clerical color, that after a while I would begin to attract company. It's a hazard of the job. My first visitor was a man who's been with us these past few days. He is also a writer, looking for inspiration as I was out of doors, borrowing paper from the office one day at a time, scribbling thoughts on the bench or on the floor. Yet as he saw me, he had other things on his mind, asking if we had anything to eat and drink. Turned out we did. Actually, we always have something to eat and drink. But this week in particular, we had a slightly higher class of leftovers from a movie shoot that had happened here earlier in the week. From Tyler Perry, I'm not ashamed to say I had to Google who that was, no offense. <laughs> Tyler Perry, multimillionaire to the man on the street who persisted. The Lord does work in mysterious ways. He and I lingered for a while. He ate, I pondered. It was when he left to say thank you for saying yes that I realized that in so many ways that yes is the gift of a community like ours. Jesus' resurrection is God's yes to the whole of humanity, an eternal yes to all of the no's of hurt and failure that we enunciate in our lives to one another. It wasn't about the food. It was about the hope of being seen of being heard, of being human. This church is home to hope. After a while, I went back to the bench and to Mary, the one who sought out life in a time of death. And before too long, another pilgrimage came by and another lesson that this church is home to healing. This time there was a group led by Luisa, our director of refugee ministries, who was with a family whose child had died just the night before. She was showing them the church in preparation for the funeral. And as the translator tried to capture the grief and loss, more than words passed between the six of us gathered there. Death and resurrection, loss and and deep comfort. 
It's the axis upon which we move and have our being, and it is where we look for healing. There's is an incredibly heartbreaking story, not the first we have heard because of the ministry of many saints on this block, and I imagine it will not be the last. Yet somehow, in being a place of hospitality and deep love, in finding Christ as He walks alongside the brokenhearted, we also find ourselves, and we become living homes to healing Balm for the world, casting a gentle light along the dark passageways of grief. Returning to the bench a final time, astonished that all of this had happened just by sitting still. I may need to evade Pat Carly more often. A song began to dance its way into my mind. I'm not sure why. Perhaps because singing is not only how we pray in places like this one, but is also how we remember that churches like ours are homes to joy as well as sadness. I'd like to say that at that moment, a marching band paraded by playing Oh When the Saints, but in truth, it was just me humming. Yet had I been sitting on a different bench yesterday, this time outside of Ellis Hall, I would have heard a room full of people singing in full voice, the most beautiful of harmonies. And I would have heard laughter and seen movement and listened to the thoughts of those who attended the music workshop, put to words how music makes a joyful home in each of our hearts. This church is home to joy, and it is home to healing. It is home to sorrow, and it is home to hope. Just a few gifts of the risen Jesus' life among us. I pray that as we enter deeper into our journeys with one another this coming year, that we will discover the holiness of God that resides in each of us. For this is a church where people are loved well, where we listen to one another's soul stories where we seek to look for one another and find one another exactly where we are to be found. This is a space in the city where children play and where we bid farewell to old friends to dwell with the saints of years now long since past. This is a church of our Lord Jesus Christ, where resurrections small and large are witnessed week by week. We are witnesses of these things. Witnesses to the foundational living truth of human existence. That God is with us. May God who has given us the will to be all that we are and do all that we do. Grant us the strength and power to accomplish all that lies ahead. Amen.